0: Today's sponsor is Quotable. Have you ever been in a conversation with friends, family, or coworkers and feel stupid or like you're not adding anything interesting to the conversation? Now you can add an intelligent quote from someone far smarter than you are that will impress anyone you're having a conversation with thanks to Quotable. Talking about President Trump? Open the Quotable app. Type in a few keywords about your conversation and pow! You're impressing your coworkers with the Abraham Lincoln quote. Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. How'd you pull that quote out of your ass, smarty pants? Good job! The Quotable app is ready for any type of serious conversation or deep discussion. Abortion rights, Black Lives Matter, whether there should have been a second season of 13 Reasons Why. The Quotable app is ready with a wide range of quotes. Not sure what type of quote you need? Quotable can also provide generic quotes for when you're not truly sure what the conversation is about. Quotes like... Nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity by Martin Luther King Jr. That's a good one, and MLK said it, nice! Don't want a dated quote from some dead historical figure? Quotable is constantly updating its app with the most intelligent quotes from the most brilliant minds living today. Talking about the responsibilities of raising a child, how about the Kanye West quote, I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a bottle of water next to me, like oh, wow, great. Now I gotta be responsible for this water bottle. Everyone will think you're wise now after that quote. And hip with the times. Yay! Just use the promo code KICKINGINSTREAMING when you check out to get 7% off. That's a whole 7% off your $89 a month quotable subscription. Quotable will make you sound like you've read Mark Twain before.
1: intro take number four this is the kicking and streaming podcast <laughs> episode 27 thank you for joining us um, i am your host my name is johnny lake um, i'm happy to be here and i'm happy to be sitting across from my co-host my friend and uh, your co-host kevin. and your friend and your friend <laughs> my neighbor Ew,
0: Mr. <laughs> kevin hill Uh, It's great to be back, Johnny. Mr. Rogers, uh, they always bring him up on Reddit, all the time.
1: I mean, the man rocked the the sweater and cardigan game. He Mm -hmm. just had a certain affability. He was was a neighborhood man! He was what you wanted in in that creepy neighborhood older guy.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, absolutely, he contributes so much to educational and kids' television. But I just get pissed off when, uh, like, every month on Reddit, someone's like, Today I Learned Mr. Rogers Testified in Front of the Senate to, like, in, you've seen that video, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Di- like, increased uh, public television yeah, funding. For
1: P- yeah, for PBS, yeah. And I've seen that it, clip, It it's always awesome. gets,
0: like, 10,000 upvotes, <laughs> and it's Every always like, weeks, wow, really great posted. discovery! <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, y'all, you haven't seen this yet? <laughs> yeah, it's inspirational, it's great.
1: I feel like but once you've you been on the internet seen... for a certain amount of time, like you and I have, it's almost just like... Mm-hmm. muscle memory at this point just like clicking through things huh nice repost yeah i saw that one last week oh
0: yeah isn't that just the worst feeling in the world though when you see something on the internet you've already seen before
1: yeah you're like what am i doing with myself yeah and speaking with useless internet time <laughs> uh, <we've laughs> thank got you for f- listening <laughs> yeah no we, we've got a fun <laughs> this is u- useless if internet you did, time if you're listening to us
0: online but we thanks. also
1: have a, a, a new segment uh, later in the show uh, for fun <laughs> internet shit is I yeah. think is what we should call it. Um, <laughs> Johnny, what's Kevin, your... how are you doing? How oh, how wow. how's, your, how's your week been? Uh,
0: my week's been pretty solid. We had a pretty fun brunch, watching The Haunting, and
1: uh, yeah, that's right, we did.
0: Otherwise, uh, this week has been uh, a lot of work. I gotta do laundry badly. I gotta do laundry. Really? It's it, it's. The, there's two piles of clothes. You know, like when you do laundry and you're like, all right, this pile is my laundry pile. Do you
1: have a pile that's like maybe?
0: No, I have, a pi- I have a pile next to a pile of when I decided to the first pile I made. I was like, this is the pile for laundry. I'm doing it tomorrow. So much time has passed <laughs>
1: since
0: the creation of the first pile. There's been a creation of the second pile.
1: Is it like... um? Okay, so that's I'm trying to figure out what kind of reproduction mode that is. How your clothes are... The cells have split. Or, yeah, how the, the, how the amoeba is splitting here. hmm that's, uh, that's very interesting. You, you, you're a pile man. You're not a bag kind of guy.
0: Well, that's the thing. I, I bagged up the first pile.
1: Oh, oh, okay. And now
0: there is a pile next to the bag.
1: Okay, do you see there, there coming a third pile? No, Is there any I'm, I'm such doing timeline? It, I'm which, doing
0: it tomorrow morning. You there's say that now. There's literally no more clothes it's, for a it's third pile. It's kind of late. There's, there's literally no stock. <laughs> there's no materials to make a first? third pile.
1: What do you run out of first? I'm, a, I'm an underwear guy. I, I mean, I, underwear goes. I have a. I do not have a deep bench in the underwear game. I just increased We run I, I like increase the 15 bench. pairs deep.
0: <laughs> I, I brought up four four uh, pairs of underwear pairs from, from the, the farm system. <laughs>
1: What is the farm system in this underpants analogy? Uh, Whatever's on sale at Target, Goodwill. (laughs) Okay, Goodwill for underwear. I don't know, man.
0: I don't know what floats your boat. I would. I don't think they sell underwear at Goodwill. (laughs) Do
1: they not? That's that's probably for the best.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I uh, went to Target, four pack Hanes, half off. I said, uh, "Yep, you got it." Checked out, ran out there quickly, like I had stolen something, and well, had
1: you stolen something? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that explains that. Have you ever
0: shoplifted, Johnny?
1: Um, is it shoplifting? It's, if it's from like a bodega or convenience store. Or are you talking about like Macy's? I'm talking like, about the like Seventh Commandment. Kind of okay. Thou shalt not steal. <laughs> Thou shalt not. Get... What's that from? Uh, the Lost Boys. You see the beginning of The Lost Boys? Yeah. You know, the, 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 that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. That's not a movie we could watch on this podcast. It's a film. It's a film. Yeah. You, you, yeah. That is a, a definite film. Um, yeah. I'd say i was stolen a candy bar or like a little stupid toy at some point in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely not proud. No. I've made mistakes. No. I've done my time. I've, yeah. I've paid my debt to society.
0: I doubt that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, this movie we watched last week, Kevin. Um, yeah. Stole
0: time from
1: us. It did.
0: It shoplifted from us.
1: As you said, we enjoyed the watching of it, sitting down, having coffee, uh, eating, eating food, we didn't was eat any good. food. <laughs> Actually, we didn't eat any food. Immediately afterwards, we did. There was a promise, there was a promise of cinnamon rolls, but there, we didn't get to it. There was. Um, what, what do you... Tell me about it. Tell me about this movie, how you're feeling about it, uh, anything that's changed in the days since.
0: Well, I think we had an appropriate sponsor for uh, the episode because this was a bad 90s movie. This was... It was... Uh, it's funny that we, uh, one thing I like is that we're going into these bad movies most of the time with no uh, impression or knowledge of that movie necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, usually we'll watch the trailer and then you see who's in the cast or see who directed it or see who wrote it and then watch it. This is, to my surprise, kind of well known on the internet as a real stinker. Really? Yeah, there's been a lot of other, um, you know, movie critics out there, you know, bad movie uh, watchers who have talked about or blogged about or vlogged about uh, how uh, this is a real poo-poo.
1: Do you – so I'm interested in our process. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm, – I'm sidetracking this for a second yeah. because um, after we watch these movies – And we have a couple days usually between recording uh, podcasts. I don't search for anything about the movie online. I just kind of think about it a lot and let it wash over me and remind myself of parts of the movie. But I don't search out any uh, like other opinions or like look at people's like live reviews or vlogs and sort of things. But it sounds like you do that, do you?
0: No, I I, I kind of just go to the Wikipedia. Okay. And this this movie was to my surprise logged in something called a Bad Movies Wiki. Wow. So there's a Wikipedia for bad movies. I didn't movies, know there was such a thing. And I feel like thing. this is the first one we've watched that had an entry in it. And, uh, it was <laughs> wow. Like, so this yeah.
1: I don't. But that's the thing. I don't know that this movie is the worst movie that we've watched. It's definitely not. In fact. No. Because it, it it's, it's probably not. it's probably. It, it probably has, there's like a threshold on that bad movies wiki that you're talking about of like popularity. Yeah. It must be. Because this seemed like it, it probably could have been a pretty popular movie.
0: Well, I think it's it's out there, number one, because like you said, popular movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, very big budget, very big cast. Very high profile cast. Yeah. That. Liam Neeson, Catherine zeta Jones, Owen oh, Wilson. Top are, three are is movie like, stars. Yeah. Still like, t- today. Taylor got that and credit, but <laughs> not really sure why. Also, apparently. I
1: mean, she was the lead. And she, she was the lead. Did, she did do pretty well. She didn't credit. She wasn't bad.
0: Credit. Just like how Chris Pratt got the and credit in the Avengers movie. The Infinity acting
1: War. was not. What? Even like. Wait, 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 wait. He, he got. He got yeah. an and in Infinity War?
0: Yeah, so. Uh, have you seen Infinity War? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so. At the credits, they're doing all the names, all mm-hmm. the names, and I'm waiting for the and. And I'm like, okay, Josh Brolin is going to be the and, obviously, because he was Thanos, he's the villain. Like, yeah. Everybody else had their own movie, and Josh and Brolin. And Josh
1: Brolin is the yeah. biggest star, I, I, ar- arguably. Probably yeah. pr- biggest like, film star.
0: Well, biggest supporting role film star, which is what it usually goes to. You know, the and credit. Mm -hmm. Like I said last time, and Forrest Whitaker. (laughs) Thank you, Forrest Whitaker, for being in our movie. And Forrest Whitaker. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Chris Pratt was the and.
1: Chris Pratt or Chris Chris Evans?
0: Chris Pratt. Oh. It was was all these, you know, people,
1: and then, and And Chris Chris
0: Pratt. Pratt. And I'm like.
1: Who was the last name? What? Before the and. Uh, it was a couple withs. Oh, who's who was it with? I don't remember uh, with, the withs. With Robert Downey Jr.? No, no, no he, he, was, he was the he was first top billing, I but think
0: but it was him, and then Chris Evans, and then probably like ScarJo,
1: Tom Holland, Tommy, Ben, Benny, Cumberbatch, Benny Cumbie,
0: Chris uh, Hemsworth, but Tom yeah, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. We,
1: are we gonna name the whole cast? Do you want to name the whole cast? No. Okay, this
0: could take too long because be. there's
1: so many people in the there's a lot goddamn movie. You you even get Mbaku. Yeah, in that movie,
0: you've even got a uh, yeah, a lot of people. The was whole, that a pretty
1: good Mbaku?
0: That was a pretty good Mbaku.
1: Okay, I'm gonna yeah. leave it. No, no, that.
0: no. I'm gonna leave it at that. Though. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Never, I I'm never it. gonna do it again. I'm sorry, I it's didn't okay. Immediately it's okay. respond to you. I was, re- I Don't was as surprised as you, you were. <laughs> <laughs> it was good.
1: It was good.
0: Okay. <sighs> um. <laughs> but, what? 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 Okay. Yeah. So. And then yeah, do you, you want to just like
1: go back over kind of the plot and, and well, talk about some ass parts of the movie that Well
0: one thing I was gonna just add real quick, part of the reason I think it's kind of a famous because the book who we talked about from our uh, from the author, mm-hmm. was it Lindsay Shuckle or something?
1: Uh, da, da,
0: da, 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 da. is a pretty famous uh, ghost story book.
1: Shirley Jackson.
0: Shirley Jackson. What I don't wanna even know what I said, please.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> Do you want me to repeat what I think you said? Yeah. <laughs> I think you said like Shirley Shuckle. <laughs> I don't even think I don't know Shirley what that was. was. <laughs> I mean, you guys Shirley, right? Oh boy, long day, long day. <laughs> the late one, but uh, yeah, it's
0: late recording. Uh, but apparently, the book that she wrote in 1959 is kind of one of the definitive ghost novels.
1: The Haunting of Hill House.
0: Yes and apparently in the 60s there was a movie adaption of it and what we got in 1999 was uh an adaption of both the movie and the book but apparently according to my research it wasn't trying to be a f- true adaption and that it had adaptation. to like s- yeah They i say ad- adaption yeah adaptation. adaptation it's okay god i can't get words tonight <laughs> I can't make I can't, words I can't out of my get mouth. My words no good. <laughs> my words aren't good. And Chris Pratt it just threw me off. Yeah. Damn you, Chris Pratt.
1: With Warrist Fittaker. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, we're too deep now to restart. So <laughs> no, no room for take five.
1: Right away in this movie, they set up Eleanor Nell uh, Vance. Yeah. As kind of a a main character worth pity Mm -hmm. uh, whose mother has just died. She cared for her mother for much of her life. um, And she gets a call about this insomnia study. Um, (laughs) Which, which, okay. So, so (laughs) you start the insomnia study part of the movie by showing up (laughs) at the at the secluded manor in the berkshires yeah. of western massachusetts and and she's greeted by a lovely lovely caretaker housekeeper whatever may have you groundskeeper groundskeeper oh wait she meets she meets Bruce Dern first yeah okay
0: he's the one with the uh, he says the plur, plural chains but then only takes off one chain
1: <laughs> yeah. from the gate <laughs> Bruce Dern got five lines in no screen time <laughs> no he was no the, screen time at all three minutes if L- that
0: legendary actor Bruce
1: Dern <laughs> um it's Mr. and Mrs. Dudley yes and and Mrs. Dudley is played by Marion Seldes who <laughs> I'm not gonna maybe I'll pull a clip in for the listeners uh of when Mrs. Dudley is introducing the premise of the house and how the house works and when breakfast is served and uh, when everything must be locked up and, and, uh, and shut down for the night. But, but, house. Let's, but, let, <laughs> but, but let's talk about
0: that, because number one, it seems to me that she was like, we're the ones who make you breakfast and dinner. And will show up in the morning <laughs> yeah.
1: to also take yes, care of the house. every morning. Yet,
0: they don't show back up for <laughs> They <three> disappear. <laughs> they disappear for
1: don't 80% of the movie. They disappear,
0: but they leave
1: it locked. Yeah, they leave the entire place locked up.
0: And yet, in the first night, we get the scene where...
1: Breakfast is served at 9.30 <laughs> every morning.
0: On the first morning, they should I leave
1: come to- at 7.30 p.m. That's when the house is locked up and it's the town nighttime. is nine miles away. And it's night. At nighttime. No one will come and it's from dark. the town because it's dark and it's cold <laughs> in the night, in the dark.
0: In the cold. But Okay. It, it boggles my mind because they never show up again. No. <laughs> so who's making breakfast and dinner? <laughs> On top of that. Do you that. think
1: there's one scene? Do you think there's a scene where they're, like, really pissed that they have to make breakfast, like, food for themselves because Mrs. Dudley isn't there?
0: It's bad writing. <laughs> it's <laughs> They should have had a scene where they said, we'll be back in the morning, and Liam Neeson was like, no, no, no. We'll take care of ourselves. Yeah. This is a sleep study. <laughs> we don't want any interruption
1: was, That was kind of like... Uh...
0: More Al Pacino. Yeah, it was a little Al Pacino. <laughs> I'm to, it's hard to do Liam Neeson because yeah, you no, have Liam early Neeson. '90s Liam Neeson, and then apparently he was in The Haunting and other movies until Taken. Yeah, I don't know. All I know
1: is, and now this is all he is.
0: Mm-hmm. It was like Schindler's List, Michael Collins, Taken. Those were the only movies he did in that twenty years.
1: So our our beloved doctor, um, what's this doctor marrow marrow. Uh, played by Liam Neeson, um, starts the participants in on their study. And mm-hmm. of course, to them, it's a sleep study, but for him, he's setting it up as a bait-and-switch kind of psychological fear study.
0: I have a question for you.
1: Please. Can you describe
0: Liam Neeson's character, Dr. Morrow, without saying what he looks like or what his profession is?
1: Um, he is... A, uh, as far as the story goes, like character he traits, is a, a character traits, um, none, not he has no character traits. He's literally he's he, he might as well not be a character. He probably should just be a part of the of the plot. Like he should just be a plot point, but he's like a moving plot point. It's like he's setting a moving pick. In the game of the of this movie, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like he's moving big he, and then ghost. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, like they're
0: like trying to leave the. They're house. They're like trying to figure out what's
1: thing. going on, or like figure out why these things are happening, and he's getting in their way. He's just and just is like there. He
0: does he does nothing.
1: He except does. for deceive, like the three. Participant characters,
0: but does he like? That's the thing is, we have no idea. Number one, there's a scene where he's like talking to like a dean or something, and the dean's like, "There's no more funding for this sleep study." And then, yet, he does a sleep study and only gets three participants from an ad in the newspaper. Yeah, and then apparently, even though he has these three participants, he can afford to rent. Probably like a twenty room mansion.
1: Yeah, literally like a a nineteenth century like textile tycoon mansion.
0: Yeah, and and it's interesting because uh, in the original book, apparently Liam Neeson's character, another doctor, invites everybody because he's like, "Let's go, let's see if there's actual paranormal activity in this house." Like literally, the plot in a. Hundreds-of-page book is simpler than the plot device to get everyone to the house in the movie.
1: Will you say that again for me? Yeah, so... The plot in the book.
0: The plot in the book is basically Liam Neeson's character is a, a doctor, but he's also like, there's apparently tons of paranormal activity in this house. Do we have any volunteers to go check out this paranormal activity? <laughs> and that's what gets So it's just an
1: unnecessary hurdle thrown in the story. Yeah. It's like, so... Everyone watching the movie knows it's about ghosts or paranormal, supernatural shit, and that the people are going to get scared. Mm-hmm. And the doctor is deceiving them that it's a sleep study, but in the end is treating it as a psychological study of fear. Mm-hmm. And this is never used to his advantage at all in the it, whole story.
0: It, and. All of his, you know, psychological tests and, like, stuff of fear that he talks about he's going to do, he never does every- anything. Everything that happens in the house, he acts as if he's surprised they're happening. <laughs> like, he's he like, wow, this location. that thing in that, you know, that swinging, you know, rowing... lion's Lions head head that almost killed Owen Wilson he's like shocked by yeah and then when someone you know in blood writes welcome home Eleanor he's shocked by it and then then he's
1: so disappointed in the participants of his study as if he's not the asshole that dragged them there
0: and also this is like I was kind of into the plot because I thought it was going to go down a route of okay this is kind of like when you have people who can't sleep, when you have people who suffer from insomnia, people who can't recharge, are they gonna start to hear things? Are they gonna start to see ghosts, you know? Are they gonna start to you know have these weird premonitions and whatnot because they're so sleep deprived. Yet they never bring that up in the movie. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones looks great for never like being able to sleep for three days. Yeah. <laughs> she looks great. She's the best looking person I've ever seen who's never sleep... For who's
1: completely sleep-deprived yeah. and anxious. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. She looks great.
1: I'm falling apart after a, a day without at least five hours of sleep. Yeah. It's,
0: it, it's, it's such a dumb movie.
1: Um, <laughs> so the movie kind of goes on after they discover that they are, you know, actually not, like, in a study about sleep i forget at what point in the mu- movie that happens but then like that just happens and the movie kind of continues on as normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> no real big deal they
0: accept a lot of things as normal yeah and weirdly they act like they're in locked into the house even though we had the scene where his assistant gets injured and Liam Neeson is seen unlocking the chains
1: to let them leave the grounds. Right, we totally forgot about the the two assist or the one assistant and uh, the other woman that was in the study. <laughs> she just like is playing with like a small harp or something or yeah. like a lute or whatever, and then it just like snaps and like <laughs> like whips her in the face. Which is like, damn, that's a shitty injury. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what the f- hell is going on here?
0: But there, it's There's literally the scene of Liam Neeson you putting in a key and unlocking the chains. And yeah.
1: It, it was. It was. And then what? What is the? What's the uh, dialogue in that scene where they're like getting in the car and driving away? And he's like, Oh, uh, come back uh,
0: what? as soon as you can, or something.
1: Yeah. Th- does th- who says like come back as soon as you can? Is it Liam Neeson? He's like, Come back as soon as you can. And they just never come back. Yeah, they never come back either. So little explained in this movie. I mean, it had, uh, you know, the kind of big budget studio production and, and shots that you kind of get in a movie like that. Yeah. But it just, you in know, in talking g- about it for 10 minutes, it just had nothing. It was just, it was just a facade well, there's no of tension. a movie. There's, n- there's, there's no tension. Nothing.
0: And that's the best horror movies is, you know, and this was a movie that literally the characters are telling you what's going on. Yeah. Owen Wilson's character explains everything. Yep. Like, when she's, like, uh, when Lily Taylor is, like, up, like, high in the aviary,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, he's just, like, wow, she's really up high up there. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, yeah, dude, we can see that. And it's, like, those Captain stairs Zeta-Jones look like, it's like they're going to so fall. It's so dangerous. Those stairs look like they're going to fall. Wow. Oh, I'll come to I... get you.
1: Yeah. That was my Liam Neeson.
0: That was, that was much better than mine. <laughs> You're on point with the impressions.
1: Um... So it turns out, you know, the guy that used to live in the in the mansion, Hugh Crane, is a huge douche, and now the he's... Neanderthal yeah, in the, the ne- photo, yeah, yeah, the the absolute, you know, uh, daguerreotype, crazy looking portrait man, uh, and he's now a spirit in the house, and like starts terrorizing Nell and all this shit. And as you mentioned during our recording the other day, during our podcast the other day. Some of the VFX isn't that bad. It's like I
0: think for nineteen ninety nine, I don't think the VFX are something we should.
1: It's not the way. Po- it's fun. not even. It's probably it might be like some of the best part about the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, it probably was pretty de- decent for you know coming on twenty years ago. I mean, back when you know, remember what computers looked like in nineteen ninety nine. That's true. What they were working on?
1: Crazy little boxes.
0: I have to say though, I do not understand how Lily Taylor at the end was able to defeat Ukraine. Or as I called him, William Crandall.
1: (laughs) William Crandall, founder of Crandleton. Yeah.
0: Founder of... Founder of
1: Crandall University.
0: Founder of Craisins. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that was one thing. I just didn't get why the children were talking to Lily Taylor, like I talked about. Because I thought, when we have the scene where, like, my mom died and I spent so much energy taking care of her, I thought we were going to have, like... Like, this elderly relationship, you know? Or, like, hauntings of Lily Taylor's mom. Yeah. And, literally, she looks at Virginia Madsen's kid when they offer her that the was nanny so position. so funny.
1: I went back and listened to that. Can <laughs> you give an impression? so funny. Um, <laughs> what's the... <laughs> what does he say? I forget. He goes... Auntie Eleanor, I need to pee. <laughs> <laughs> like he laughs, like, <laughs>
0: and she just gives a face as like, you are gross and disgusting. Get away from me.
1: And yet she's like,
0: I won't let you harm the children.
1: <laughs> We're staying for the children. children. I gotta say Lily, Lily Taylor does do a good like slightly yeah. unhinged. She was she person. was the
0: best actor of the four.
1: Yeah uh, <laughs>
0: But yeah, I, I, I kind of was like, shouldn't you have something in the beginning to like set up? because that's like the, the basic all basic horror movies are like the first thi- the first 20 minutes or something happens in those 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then that affects the way the main character acts throughout the movie. Like, we just watched that uh, horror movie on Netflix.
1: Um, what was it called? The Ritual.
0: The The Ritual. Yeah. And basically, it's like, something happens to the main character. He sees his best friend killed uh-huh. in the first 20 minutes, and that affects him and the rest of the movie. And him dealing with that is basically what the horror is. Yeah. That's like the hor- the classic horror movie yeah. arc. And so yet we're introduced to lily taylor she's stressed she's overworked she had to take care of her mother her mother was a huge you know labor and huge her mother was literally huge
1: she had a she huge. had a huge obese mother apparently <laughs> and then she had to take care of her and yet that, we're not fat that, affects, that was a, that was an yeah. insensitive joke <laughs>
0: who cares we're gonna have a lot since the jokes throughout the podcast again. we're doing this off the cuff baby
1: no yeah. editing do it live. Do it live. No spin zone. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a big contrast you got there.
0: But it, the fact that the the beginning scene with Lily Taylor had nothing to do with the plot of the rest of the movie pissed me off from a writing perspective.
1: It was yeah, it was yeah. It was it was just nothing really called back to anything else. There was no like things you could point to in the movie as like definite themes mm-hmm. it just like shit like basically like things just happened yeah that was she just, just used the power
0: of, of love and family yeah to defeat william crandall
1: and then i and then i i was kind of like confused when she died because i thought like her dying was like uh, are we supposed to like like glean some type of Kind of poetic significance to her dying and like not making it out of the story because I didn't find any. Like she's dead now. No. (laughs) You know. She's dead. (laughs) She's she's just dead. The only people that live. It's it's okay then. Yeah, it's like uh, so it's over now, right? Mm -hmm. And then Catherine Zeta Jones and and the look on Catherine Zeta Jones
0: and and Liam Liam Neeson's face when they walk up to the gate. They're like, please. (laughs) <laughs> is this the last shot <laughs> or have we wrapped filming
1: how long do you think this took them to film
0: well that was one thing i looked up apparently it took six months oh my god yeah really i yeah it took close to six months to film the whole thing principal photography i just want to say though the ending of the movie trying to end on bruce Dern and uh or the what's the name of the couple the groundskeeper and the
1: groundskeeper. um doc mr and mrs dudley
0: yeah them trying to do like a city people <laughs> joke, like on
1: <laughs> City
0: was people. the wrong tone to end the movie on.
1: Yeah, that was just that did not fit with anything else in the movie.
0: Any other nitpicks, Johnny? You have or
1: um, I don't know. Like, what else? In the movie, like, really, even nothing like grabbed me, nothing like makes me want to think about it. No shiny
0: moment, no No, six man. I was gonna say, like,
1: when, when, uh, no, there's like no, I mean, six man was probably like Mr. and Mrs. Dudley,
0: but they weren't like in it,
1: they weren't even in it that much. So, I mean, I don't know if that counts. Um, Lily Taylor's performance was decent. I just thought when they, when they first, like, maybe when they first got to the mansion, it was actually like you know, kind of discovering new rooms and finding the room full of mirrors mm-hmm. and the one that moved and shit and, like, exploring and bumping into people, you know, meeting Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like, that was probably the only part of the movie that was like, oh, this is new. Okay, we're, we're, we're exploring something. We're building a little world here. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just like, ugh, back to trying to tell a story and failing utterly. <laughs> um, so, no, I don't have anything else.
0: Okay, let's end uh, our recap of... The Haunting by doing 30 seconds of Owen Wilson impressions in the movie.
1: Okay. Are you ready? Three, two, two, one. One. Wow. You know, ghosts get really scary, don't they?
0: Wow, you guys got much greater room than I got.
1: (laughs) Ah, Dr. Marrow. Yeah, I, uh was just wondering if I wanted to chat about the study, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe go for a catch. I only have one minute, but uh, you can use your hands. Yeah,
1: you know, I figured we could switch off, maybe. You know, you and me, let's just go down. We, we there's a great corridor back there.
0: Wow, yeah, Catherine Santa jones looking pretty good.
1: You know, I gotta say, the interior decorating in this place, pretty good. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Did
0: you guys see the kitchen? Wow. Really decked out. I'm going to use your car, Eleanor. Okay, we went way over 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> we do have to, I do have to say, though, a hilarious <laughs> moment is we see, like, I guess Owen Wilson's Winnebago, like, lined up on the street. <laughs> yeah. And yet he goes, I got to use your car, Eleanor. And he <laughs> crashes her car into the gate. Unsuccessfully. I totally <laughs> forgot that. That's one of my. That's that's probably my like shining light. That's one of that's one of my like audible laugh out loud moments in the movie. <laughs> I, I gotta kept... use your car. Eleanor.
1: He said, "I gotta use your car." Like, <laughs> he just he just said it. There's no explanation for it. He's just telling us what's happening. And then he
0: drives into it and like barely dents it. doesn't. It,
1: it doesn't. It doesn't move at all. <sighs> um, rating, Kevin. Give it a rating.
0: Um yeah I, I I mean it's kind of like Xander Cage in that I did enjoy watching it with you cuz there was a lot to make fun of and it was a pretty consistent stream of stuff to make fun of and I don't think it's like you said the worst movie we've seen in terms of just movie movie but the writing really bothered me <laughs> and because it As was it such Because it was such bad writing, I got to give it like a two and a half out of ten. One star out of four, for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, for me, it was probably a three out of Mm ten the other day right after watching it. And now it's a two.
0: So a two and a half. Same with me. I would call it a two now.
1: It's a two. (laughs) It's a full two. It's a full two. It's a solid two. a hard two. (laughs) A hard two.
0: Uh, Yeah, a real stinker. Yeah. A real stinker.
1: Uh, what what two movies do you think it fits between on your scale of like the movies we've watched, like bad to good?
0: I think it's not as much fun as a watch as Jaws or Xander Cage, but it wasn't as cringe-inducing as for me as So Undercover and Naomi and Eli.
1: I would say, yeah, it's under Naomi and Eli. But just above, Cowboys versus Dinosaurs.
0: You didn't enjoy Cowboys versus Dinosaurs.
1: I did, but in looking back on it, I, it's not that much of like the watching aspect of it, like the experience of watching it mm-hmm. that I remember. It's like just how fucking awful that movie was.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you have to think that like this was a major I just studio movie, the animation. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that this was a major studio movie, and that people. Hundreds of people worked on this. Yeah. And people edited it and re-edited it.
1: I can't say it. (laughs) That Pete Holmes bit. edited it. You're you're like Jim Delos in 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 his apartment. I (groans) edited it. I i, i edited it.
0: Jim Delos, the Greek Scottish inventor. (sighs) (laughs) But yeah, someone at some point was like, Great. Print it for distribution. Some executive was like, perfect. No more.
1: I want that man's name. I want him dead. <laughs> All right, let's pick another movie. Yeah.
0: Let's not give it a single more second of no. our time.
1: Let's end it on that funny joke. Now, we've now we're, we're, we're whittled it down yeah. very far now. I really hope we get one of the movies. That There's
0: used. two movies that if we pick it, we're watching them immediately mm-hmm. based on suggestions and personal experience yeah so johnny what's our what, first one
1: our first pick is monster trucks ah. 2017 that we picked that one last time no we didn't i mean we didn't pick it but, i mean like i thought we did
0: i worked on a few things on that movie
1: oh really yeah
0: but not as much as another one this bowl oh, boy, what number we got?
1: two Mark and Russell's Wild Ride. (laughs) (laughs) Should I be looking? Are you just trying
0: to pick one of the two we want to watch? Uh, Yeah, kind of. All right, pick a third one, and then if it's not one of those two, we'll pick one of those three.
1: Okay. Mark and Russell's Wild Ride. Our listeners must be so confused. It's on Netflix. All right. Final pick. This might be it. Oh, no. Route 666. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, guess
0: we're doing one of these three. Damn. Literally, there is three options in the bowl, and <laughs> I think all three of them will be fun watches.
1: All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Mark and Russell's Wild Ride is a TV movie from
0: 2015.
1: <laughs> mm. On Amazon Prime Video. Description. Follows two best friends, hey. Mark and Russell, hey. on a crazy adventure through town.
0: Hey, what's its rating?
1: 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Hmm. That's actually not bad. Stars absolutely no one you know, <laughs> no writers of note, and a director, Jonathan A. Rosenbaum. Okay. What about Route 666. Well, let me tell you now. Route 666 is a 2001 action horror film directed by William Wesley and starring Lou Diamond Phillips, Lou. <laughs> Lori Petty, <laughs> la
0: la 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 bomba, Stephen
1: Williams, LQ Jones, David Midkiff, Alex MacArthur, and Mercedes Colon. Uh, in the film, government agents are, be, are besieged by the ghosts of a massacred chain gang while driving down a desert highway. Oh, wow. Has <laughs> one of those warnings from Wikipedia. This section's plot summary may be too long or excessively detailed. <laughs> <laughs> Please help improve it by removing unnecessary details and making it are more it? concise. Who took the time? <laughs> There's minimum... 12 paragraphs here.
0: Wow. Someone must have cared a lot about the plot being correctly done on this movie. It's
1: exactly 12 paragraphs here.
0: Wow. How about Monster Trucks? Would Monster Trucks interest you? I know the premise of it.
1: Monster Trucks is a 2016 American comedy film produced by Paramount Animation, Nickelodeon Mm -hmm. Movies, Mm Mm-hmm and Disruption Entertainment for Paramount Pictures. It was directed by Chris Wedge and written by Derek Connolly from a story by Jonathan Abel, Glenn Berger, and Matthew Robinson. The film stars Lucas Till, Jane Levy, Amy Ryan, Rob Lowe, Danny Glover, Barry Pepper, and Holt McCallany, and follows a high high schooler who finds an escaped monster living in his truck. Principal photography of the film began April fourth, twenty fourteen, in Kamloops, Kamloops, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. It was released by Paramount Pictures in the United States on January thirteenth, twenty seventeen, and received mixed reviews from critics.
0: critics. Didn't it make like no money? Did it say? I know it made no money.
1: Monster Trucks grossed sixty four million worldwide wow. against its one hundred twenty five million dollar budget. <laughs>
0: Part of which went to my paycheck. Wow.
1: I say we do that one just because of the the ties that you I have don't have to much it.
0: to talk about it, but I can talk about a few things. Yeah.
1: I mean, we, but don't, not we, we don't need to get a lot from And me.
0: Route six 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 and Mark and Russell didn't interest me much. Yeah,
1: those sound pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so Monster Trucks is next week. Boom! So. Shakalaka. And this is off Amazon Prime, right? It has a year on it. Monster uh, trucks.
1: Uh, da, 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 da. Is it on Amazon Prime? I believe so.
0: Or is it Netflix?
1: Watch now with Prime. Yep. Cool. When high school senior trip also, discovers a yeah. gas-guzzling creature named Creech. Yep. The unlikely duo team up for a fun-filled, hilarious, and heartfelt adventure in a real-life super-powered monster truck to reunite Creech with his family.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember.
1: (laughs) I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember everything.
0: I remember working on it. Um...
1: All right, so that's the movie we're going to be watching I, next I week. I just want
0: to say, real quickly sorry, um, no. if you were interested in streaming The Haunting, uh, it is on Showtime On Demand. <laughs> I did look that Big up. Big ups
1: to Showtime On Demand.
0: Big up to Showtime. Showtime. It's not HBO, it's <laughs> Showtime. I like that uh, John Oliver joke about uh, stars. Did you see that? I on have the not. Last week tonight? He's like, stars. Enlighten me. It comes with your cable package. <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> i'm sure i butchered it but uh, it's it tough to, it's tough to stars. match up to Andrew's delivery yeah um all right so we are branching out a little bit in this podcast adding a new element uh that we'll kind of revisit every now and again as it suits us but you and i kevin uh off and on you like to read books sometimes so we figured if we find a book we read a book that we enjoy or uh we have a topic that you and I are both kind of interested in and find a book uh and want to read it at the same time we're going to do a kind of a book club sort of thing um I have a book I'm going to talk about this episode that I've read recently and you have a book that you'll talk about that you're going to read um yeah, you, there's well, a lot well, of books well, I've been meaning to read well, in my life. You have to decide one. I
0: actually have a weird thing I'll tell you about. I have never read Huckleberry Finn, and I'm kind do you of want to saving do like... it for before I know I'm gonna die.
1: Well, we should do it a little bit later in the summer so that Kit, we can. Well, oh, did
0: you just hear what I just said?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad timing. <laughs> I was already, I was already creating my own joke. I was
0: talk, talk, talk. You're waiting for <laughs> you to start talking.
1: You were gonna wait to read Huckleberry Finn until you die. <laughs> why?
0: You didn't expect the truth, Bob. I just throw Why? On you. I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's like it's considered one of the greatest books of all time. I'm sure I'm gonna really like it. I'm kind of just saving it for like. Yeah, but w- I, I don't need to read it now.
1: Yeah, but you don't know necessarily if you're going to be able to see your death coming from a long way away. Sometimes he just comes out from behind the corner and slips his arm around you and says, Did you read Huckleberry Finn yet? Follow me, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kid, here's my copy.
0: (laughs) There you go. Here's my original copy.
1: It's time to start thinking about things.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't mean to throw that weird thing <laughs> on <laughs> No, me. I
1: was going to say we should delay our our reading and analysis of Huckleberry Finn until later in the summer so that we can advertise our podcast as like a, a kid's audible. back com. to summer <laughs> or back to school like Huckleberry Finn cheat analysis <laughs> podcast. Yeah, for the 7th graders and 8th graders out there, you know. Do
0: you have to take that test to prove you read Huckleberry Finn over the summer? Just Check out listen the to our podcast.
1: <laughs> Um, but so the book that I have read, um, and I mentioned like last week or the week before that I've been kind of reading a lot of books and doing a lot of research about like mountain climbing and kind of the outdoors and man in nature and, and that sort of thing. And I've read, I read a book recently that is, well, that was great. It was written in 2013 uh, and it's nonfiction um, and it's called the stranger in the woods by Michael Finkel and it is a, a true story it's ba- well yeah it's it's a true story and kind of a follow-up an interview of a man who basically walked off into the woods one day in what the late 80s I believe yeah late 80s um, and lived in the woods for 27 years in in maine in kind of like central maine
0: is this near acadia or no
1: it's it's much more inland kind of uh a, a big trait of that area and the woodlands and the forests in that area is that they're just like tough to travel over unless they're like defined paths there's just like a lot of um boulders and like really thickety small trees and things that grow in ways that don't like really suit human on foot travel Hmm. um and so he kind of found his own little nook out there in the woods among these like uh, this strange outcropping of boulders and um kind of set up shop and just like Stayed off on his own for twenty seven years. He kind of stayed alive by stealing from a lot of camps around that area because obviously Maine in the summertime is pretty popular for people going up there on vacations and you know weekends away and that sort of thing.
0: Did he have any uh, scuffles sometimes with campers? Or
1: he only said one word to a person over the course of those twenty seven years. He just walked by a hiker one time, just during the day, casual encounter, and just said hi. that's it and that's it and uh and eventually um obviously being out there for all that time out in the woods you know stealing not like things that a normal thief would steal like jewelry or tvs or high price items like that he would steal food and useful things like jeans and belts and uh books he he stole books to read and that sort of thing. Eventually, all of that attention and kind of the myth that developed around him—he um, was known as the Hermit of North Pond. Hmm. Um, eventually, he was caught by the police and stealing, uh, kind of breaking into a, a like a recreational camp there, like kind of an organized uh, sort of company had a camp up there. Um, and he ended up going to jail for a little while and then that's how the author of the book found out about the story it came out in the usa today the portland press herald the bangor daily news um and michael finkel caught word and he wrote to um christopher knight is the name of the hermit he wrote to christopher knight in jail in kind county jail and Um, developed somewhat of a relationship with him and over the course of a bunch of interviews at the jail and Mm. shortly afterwards after he got out like seven months later uh, it's a very interesting character study uh, a very interesting case study and he also goes a lot into like kind of humankind and being in the woods and kind of the nature of solitude and how the human brain can function and how you know A human being can exist and still be in as in those terms a human being after being alone for 27 years it's a very very interesting but very relatively quick read it's only like 220 pages or so it's not a a long long book it's a fun kind of nonfiction real-life tale that you get really invested in and I read it in like five days or so.
0: Now are there transcripts of the interviews in the book or is it more uh, Michael Finkel telling the story of when he interviewed the guy and his thoughts on his analysis of more of the latter. More
1: of the latter. There's no there's definitely no straight up transcripts, but there's a lot of analysis of their interviews as well as the things that were said during their interviews, like and his story in general and, you know um, anecdotes taken from people that lived around the area and people that knew him in high school he had because he had gone to high school in maine around in that area actually um and you know other sort of stories uh but yeah some of the interview interview stuff is very interesting how he is acting towards another person because he spent so much time off on his own and self-reliant it's it's, it's, a, it's a book that like makes you think a lot. Like it's, you're spending a lot of time with the book, not necessarily just reading it, but like thinking about it too, which is what I enjoyed a lot. And why do you think you went to the woods? Um, because, well, I don't know if I wanna ruin that. I think no matter what I say, it won't be 100% correct. And it'll be my interpretation somewhat of it. So I would encourage you and uh, anyone listening to go read it for themselves. Um, I'm from Maine, so personally, I have a, a, a somewhat, you know, biased interest in it because yeah. it's a story near me geographically, or my home. Um, but it is well written, and there's an interesting character in it, and there are interesting themes at work and talked about, and that you can think about. It was uh, it was very enjoyable to read. Yes, and I believe. Um, Yeah, it's a national bestseller and it got a really good review from the New York Times. It was published, oh, actually only like a a little more than a year ago.
0: Oh, it's a a brand new tale.
1: It's relatively new. Yeah, I I believe Knight was arrested in 2013. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But uh, it looks like the book was published March 1,
0: 2017. Very cool.
1: So yeah, that's our first kind of...
0: So what's next for you to read?
1: Um, next, I am reading a book that was cited in *The Stranger in the Woods*. Uh, okay. It's called *Desert Solitaire*, uh, written by Edward Abbey. It's about a well. It's a it's um, nonfiction spoken from his point of view about um, time that he spent as a national park serviceman Mm -hmm. working at arches national park in utah and kind of the high desert and he also spends a lot of time alone and kind of out you know trying to stay alive and be at odds with the elements and um it it's not as it doesn't seem like it's gonna be as quick of a read but you know very much still tapping into my need to read about the outdoors and the wilderness and you know surviving and that sort of thing um so that's kind of our first entry in book club uh kevin did you you didn't tell us earlier about what book you're gonna be reading did you or did you <laughs> i already are No, playing? i haven't okay uh, well tell us tell us what book you're planning on reading and uh, that we can talk about in the future
0: no i mean You know what, Johnny? You've really inspired me to read a lot more. There's a copy of Catch-22 that has been on my dresser for a long time. (laughs) Uh, So, I think, uh, for the sake of saying it on the record, I will say my goal is to end the month of June, July. (laughs) Finishing Catch-22. And I will give you my full book report on the podcast. Because that is also a book that might be a high school uh, required reading. Yeah. And we would be happy to provide any... We'd, we'd love to be a resource. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. DM us on Twitter, you... Uh, yeah. You high schoolers. <laughs> you people born in 2003. <laughs> That's crazy and scary. Yeah,
0: that don't talk about that. They don't remember
1: 9-11? Jesus. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um... So yeah, Book Club will be a segment we're not going to do every week, but we'll try to keep it up as much as possible and as much as we're actually reading. Uh, and if you we, have
0: any reading suggestions, book suggestions...
1: Of course. As always, just, just like uh, with the movies, uh, send us a DM on Twitter, at yourfavepodcast, or you know, just tweet at us, um, Y-O-U-R-F-A-V-E podcast. Uh, and then the email, where you should email us, is kickingandstreamingpod at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. a fully written out, kickingandstreamingpod.
0: Tell us how to live our lives, what movies to watch, what books to read, what we should wear.
1: Just tell us what to do. Just
0: tell- We're so aimless. We're
1: ready to do anything.
0: We're young. We're <laughs> in our 20s. We're
1: impressionable still, kind of. don't know
0: where to go. We're slowly losing everything <laughs> we learned in college. Yep. Please help us. Ain't that the truth. Please, we don't even know what we like anymore. (laughs) Please help us. Please email us.
1: Kevin, uh, you said, you told me earlier that you had played this video game called To the Moon.
0: Yeah, so I just really wanted to briefly do a quick review of To the Moon, which is a game that uh, came out in 2011 but was recently ported to iOS uh, for iPhone to play. Uh, I was recently on a trip to uh, Sasquatch Music Festival, as we talked about, and I was looking for, you know, a game I could play on my phone to download, and this kept coming across on all the lists I was looking at. Um, it was created by a guy called uh, Kan Gao, a Canadian.
1: Can Gao?
0: Kan Gao, and um, he uh, created the game uh, using a, a Japanese RPG uh, Maker software. And this is kind of like the basic SNES graphics looking Japanese RPG. Um, It's the type of software that anyone can create to create their own independent games. A lot of independent games have been created using the software. It's kind of basic, uh, you know, uh, independent game uh, creation uh, software. Yeah. And so this game kept coming up over and over, and I was kind of astounded by it because in 2011... Uh, the popular video game website and review site, uh, GameSpot, I don't know if you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won the uh, award for, I believe, Best Story in 2011. And yep.
1: You're kind of like, yeah, it did.
0: how can this little uh, game win Best Story against all those big, giant, blockbuster video games that came out for PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo and... You know pc that year mm-hmm. uh turns out that you really get why this story was so powerful um mostly because you're going to be crying at the end of the game and throughout the game uh the story is basically it stars these two doctor detectives kind of it, from the sigmund corp called uh, dr eva rosaline and dr neil watts and I would kind of describe them as the game as a mixture of playing the movies Inception and Eternal Spotlight of the Spot uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Right. Um, these are basically people who go to uh, dying men and women and create artificial memories for them. They incept artificial memories in them. Wow. Uh, to make a little more happiness in their lives before they pass away. And usually these are artificial memories such as winning the lottery or becoming rich or becoming a CEO or whatnot. It's usually very clear-cut memories that these two doctors have to incept into people's minds. Uh, But they come across this guy named John, Johnny. He comes up with very different nicknames. He has John, he goes by John, he goes by Johnny, he goes by Joey. uh, Different friends, different family members. And you're kind of wondering... Uh, you know, what his memory is going to be. Mm-hmm. And so when these doctors, you know, put on the equipment, set up the equipment with Johnny, and they go visit Johnny in his old age, and they say, what do you want us to incept in your mind? Is He says, I want to go to the moon. And uh, they go, okay, great. So you've always wanted to be an astronaut, huh? And he's like, no. And they're like, okay, well, what's the reason you want to go to the moon? And he goes, I don't know. Is, and so what's great <laughs> about the game is... You're basically going from the end of his life to the beginning of his life. Trying to figure out why this guy wants to go to the moon. And it's huh. it's basically wow. like that eternal sunshine and spotless l- mind where you're kind of like going through the memories. And seeing how you can alter his memories. How you can incept his memories in order to convince him at a certain age he wants to go to the moon in order to create the artificial memories with the provocation of him going to the moon and what happens is you start off with those questions of you know why does this guy want to go to the moon and then your questions become what was going on with this guy's life what was going on with the people around his life it's incredibly hard to write stories from back from the end to the beginning and the way this is yeah. done with the reveals that happen are completely surprising, completely emotional, and n- both hinted at and out of nowhere. And the Interesting. T- the twists and turns this game has you play, in the story of this game, as the game moves along, you get into, it's about six hours it took me to play. Wow. And the second half of where the game goes story-wise is just incredible. And it brings up a lot of moral quandaries, and it brings up a lot of how do we define happiness in our lives based around the people who are in our lives. And you realize that what memories are you willing to sacrifice in order to create fake ones? What memories are worth keeping? Uh, It's accompanied by incredible music composed by um, Gao himself,
1: Wow, uh, this Gao guy is a really, uh, really do it all kind of guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the idea came after
0: um, Gao was around his grandfather who passed away. Ah. Uh. Yes, and what's great about this is it's it's not there's not a lot of action in it. It is RPG, so there are some RPG elements, uh, item collection, puzzles to complete, uh, a few action sequences, but. The story itself is probably the most impressive story I've ever played in a video game. And the fact that it can come out of something that is only a six inch screen on your phone, and the fact that it can come from such basic graphics, and can come out of such a, you know, regular do it yourself uh, video game creation software, is incredible. And if you ever were questioning me about our video games art, can video games create visceral reactions? Can video games, uh, you know, really tell a story? Then I truly, truly believe that. To you the This hold this one up is yes is the one you say we well, play this first and then come back to me, and that is why I want to talk about it on the podcast and that's why I want to recommend it, uh, and it is. For five bucks, you can get it on your iPhone or iOS device, and I I believe you can also uh, get it on your MacBook or your computer, and I I truly think it's worth it. Um, We pay $15 to go to the movies, uh, but you can pay $5 to truly live and experience uh, this
1: incredible game. It's amazing. How long did it take you in total time to play it? Like
0: about six hours.
1: No, but like, did you just sit down and play it and finish it?
0: No, I, it was a couple of chunks.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's like a, a couple days. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, it's it, it's one of it's just the story itself. Sure, the game gameplay is lacking a bit, but it never felt repetitive to me. Uh, it and you become so invested in the story that you know. You want to see what's happening me- next more than concerned about how much fun you know the battles or the puzzles are you know, which are they're very fun indeed. But it it's it's the most incredible story I've ever seen in a video game before.
1: That's really impressive. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, are you gonna play it? I might. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. I don't know. And apparently, I... there's a, a sequel that just came out. A couple really? months ago called Finding Paradise that uh, I will definitely be playing and can review on this show.
1: Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like we added also, we should... two cool new little yeah. segments there. Hopefully yeah. we can kind of keep those going. What were you going to say?
0: Uh, the score of the
1: uh, game two is
0: incredibly done. Because, I, like I said, uh, Gal did the score himself.
1: So and... when you say there's good writing in the in the. Story? do you mean like actually like that is written word that you read yourself and experience or are you talking about kind of the storytelling of it uh both the dialogue
0: is is obviously text mm-hmm. uh, there's no voice cast in this um the dialogue is pretty pretty strong and the characters are pretty defined um and then also just the, the like, is like I good. said the storytelling should be given props because it goes from the end of the character Johnny's life to the beginning and then it also has a second act twist uh, and brings up a lot of big themes about living lives and the memories that we keep and the memories that we forget and what people in our lives meant to So much to us and what people in our lives are expendable. These characters, what's interesting is that um, these doctor detectives Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that I mentioned at the top of the review are people who have to create artificial memories and to create they have to destroy. And so they they go through Johnny's life and they're trying to figure out what they can do to convince him to go to the moon. And it becomes a real quandary for them. And it becomes a real challenge, and it becomes obviously a case that will define the two of them.
1: Interesting. That sounds cool. Yeah, I'm, I'll definitely give that a shot if I uh, if I have the time. That sounds like a good commute. Can you play it on your commute?
0: I did play it on my commute. Good. I, but I suggest I when you feel deck. like you're ending the game to uh, be secluded because there will be tears shed, which is really there will be tears.
1: There will be tears. Shout out to Frank Ocean. Mm -hmm. Sorry.
0: I was also thinking of there will be blood, but there will be tears. (laughs) Um,
1: We're running a little bit long, so I don't think we're going to do our last segment. Uh, We'll save that for next time. There was a very funny horse racing (laughs) uh, kind of internet clip that I want to show Kevin for the first time that I hope he doesn't see between now and the next time um but thank you for another good episode uh strong 70 minutes wow um wow wow we wow yeah watched a crappy episode or watched a crappy uh movie the haunting last time and uh this next time coming up we'll be watching monster trucks um room room as always hit us up on Twitter and on Gmail um I'll have Kevin put uh, both of those in the Episode summary. Yeah, Maybe we'll start doing that, and um, and uh, yeah, episode twenty-seven for Kevin Hill. I'm Johnny Lake. Thanks for joining us once again. Have a good one. Talk to you next time.